0: Hello, heathens, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with your hosts, Godless Engineer and Caitlin. Now, let's get into the Bible. All right, people, I'm glad that you guys were here to uh, be able to be with us today. I am the Godless Engineer. Uh, This is KC here. Hi, y'all. And uh a little bit of an upgrade uh, to things today. We actually have two very super special super big microphones.
1: <laughs> I got my own microphone. Well, yeah. actually GE got the new microphone and I got the old shitty one, but you know, that's, you know, it's patriarchal society and that's what we're going to talk about today. So
0: Well, no, that one's still good. <laughs> it just it's it's a little different. It's a that one's like a, a ball kind of mic and this one's more of a cylinder. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just different. I think they're still fine. Oh, I'll oh, refrain from I've a got, cock
1: and balls joke.
0: Uh, it looks like <laughs> I'm deep throating a very big black cock right now.
1: <laughs> it does, but it's it's okay. We'll just ignore it.
0: Also, an uh, addition to the show today is less cock and balls uh, jokes from me, less cock references.
1: Although you've said cock like four times, and we've been recording for legit a minute.
0: Yeah, I know, but you know, we're it's a, I'm a work in progress. Okay. <laughs> so, Caitlin, where are we at today?
1: Well, so in the book, it is January fifth, and we are going to talk about the period of the patriarchs. All right? Yay, patriarchy! Everybody
0: screech autistically. <laughs>
1: So last time, if y'all remember, we talked about, well, we kind of finished up the section with the ancients, the original peoples following Noah and and how they multiplied and scattered the earth.
0: You know, I have to say, whenever you say ancients, I want to think of some kind of sci-fi thing. And it's like, oh, these are the ancient ones. We must uncover their puzzles in order to advance human civilization.
1: Well, I mean, frankly, that's kind of what happened.
0: I I don't know why God would give us puzzles to solve. What was He in like kind of like a, a weird mood that day? It's like you know what I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them the truth, but I'm gonna make them solve like a jigsaw to get it.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't really know I, I don't really know how all that works. But today we're gonna talk a lot about Abram, who ends up being called Abraham, which we're gonna learn about next time. Um, but for now, he's Abram. And uh this is where God calls Abram. So Abram is Aramean and a descendant of Shem, which which you know we've talked about a lot. Um there aren't a lot of details, but Abram belongs to a rootless, unsettled kind of semi-nomadic people and they wander um they wander al- among more settled people and they search for food and water and things like that for the flocks that they tend.
0: Oh, so they're like scavengers. They're vultures,
1: uh, well, much
0: like their descendants, who prey upon the, the easily <laughs> persuaded to believe in horse shit.
1: I I guess we can go there with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So the life of Abram, as it is told in Genesis, is kind of like a historical narrative about um, him wandering through the Middle East um, and. He's basically praised as an outstanding example of a person who has um, exemplary faith in God throughout their life and with the things that they do and how they live. So so that's basically what his whole story is about. Um, Abram's called by God to leave his homeland, his tribe, and his father's family to journey 300 miles um, to a land that he doesn't know anything about, but that God promises him um, he will reward him with
0: Re- reward him with mm-hmm. w- what's the reward for what like what is he got to do in order to get the reward are we going to find that out
1: well he just has to basically just has to follow god and go
0: okay so just to put this in comparison if i told my son xander like hey if you can make it to california you'll get a car And (laughs) $1,000 to start your new life in fucking California because I want you to fuck away from me.
1: Well, I I don't know that it was exactly like that. I mean, he goes from not really having a home per se because they're nomadic um, to God saying, well, hey, if you go to this place, I will give this land to you, even though the land is already occupied by the Canaanites.
0: So God's like you know what Fuck those Canaanites I remember when when the father of the Canaanites Stared at at Noah's junk For a little bit too long That's why I fucked the Canaanites
1: Yeah I mean pretty much And uh, so basically Abram Abram believes God and he goes on this journey To the land that God will give him
0: Okay
1: So do we want to start out with Genesis chapter 12 Sure all right. right. Let's do so, it.
0: Genesis chapter 12.
1: Yes. Okay. So God calls Abraham. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land. I will show you. Uh, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on this earth will be blessed through you. Okay, so Abram left as God told him, and Lot, who is his nephew, went with him. Um, Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran.
0: Wow. he He's a spry 75-year-old.
1: Well, I mean, at this time, um, people live to about 200, so he's about halfway through his life.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: he's like in his 40s now.
0: Ah, uh, over the hill. <laughs>
1: You're not very far from there, buddy.
0: Hey, we're not talking about me. we're talking about the bible okay. just just to put this in in perspective though, uh Abram's supposed to be like this guy that that is a perfect example of God and shit, right?
1: Yes, well, uh, not a perfect example of God a perfect uh a and not even a perfect example, just an exemplary example of of how to live your life in faith through God.
0: okay, so for everybody that's listening. If you want to be exemplary in in your faith to God, be if 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 you hear somebody telling you to go kill your kid, you, you might you might want to do it. God may just stop you or he could just let it go.
1: Uh it, <clears throat> the the lawyers would like me to say that um we don't condone violence toward anybody or children and perhaps no nobody should ever kill their children.
0: But but if, but if okay. God tells you and you want to be a good Christian, I mean, I'm just saying it's in the Bible.
1: I'm just saying it doesn't matter what voice in your head tells you that. If you do it, you're gonna to go to jail.
0: But God, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we're not dealing with rationality hey, here. Hey, Got
0: just it. just a <laughs> to throw a little bit of current events in here, did you hear about the father and son that tried to use the Bible in court to justify them holding the stepdaughter in uh, in their basement and raping her for over a year?
1: Yeah, actually, didn't we talk about this a little bit on the Facebook page? No, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah I find it, I find it ironical that that you know they tried to use the Bible and they ended up losing and going away for like, a lifetime.
1: They did. They lost. The judge did allow it. She oh yeah. did allow them, and um, they were representing themselves, right?
0: Oh yeah, because you know, God, God's book is the only law book you need, and they right? knew, they knew it inside out. So definitely, they could, you know, keep a girl in the basement raper for over a year. Thirteen year old girl, by the way.
1: Yeah, but God told him to do it, so it was cool. Also incestuous, which is also in the Bible. So I mean, he's not he's not totally wrong. Well, He's the, not totally wrong.
0: Well, the only thing that he was really wrong on <laughs> besides all the rape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rape's okay in the Bible. It's fine.
0: Um is is that the the Bible being a law book. It's not it's not it's not a law book. It's not any kind of ultimate anything other than a pile of shit.
1: Well, actually the book the the books of Moses, the first 5 books of the Bible are considered the law book.
0: Yeah, but not American law.
1: Well, no, not <laughs> Not any kind of, not any kind of, you know, um,
0: reasonable law,
1: reasonable society. No, but but it, they are the books of law.
0: All right, sorry, didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. Sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. (laughs) Let's let's go ahead and continue. What's what's next?
1: Okay, so. Genesis uh, chapter 12, verses four and five. Abram left. I told you he's 75. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. So the people they had acquired. Now I guess my initial que- my first question is, who, who the hell are these people? Are they slaves?
0: Well, um you know all these people uh that that they had acquired would include a vast number of different individuals like children dependents well and, and yes slaves slaves were very much part of it because i mean that's that's just how the 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 old country was run
1: the old country
0: by slaves <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> um so who were these other people? So not slaves, not children. And here, the interesting thing is, it says. Um,
0: well, they also had people that they that they uh, converted.
1: We know that Abram and Sarah didn't have children at this point. Wait, 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 wait! Not he's their se- children.
0: He's seventy five years old, and he hadn't he hadn't popped out a kid yet. Sarah's barren. She, why the fuck keep pulling her around? <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't no, know No maybe, offense to those barren no. bitches out there. Well,
1: so <laughs> So in the last section we learned that Abram took Sarai as a wife. Uh Sarai was the daughter of Haran, which is where they live. So I guess maybe she was the I don't want to call him a king, but she was like the leader's daughter, I'm assuming. So um I, I don't know I don't know what benefit um he gets by taking sarai um but but like like maybe he gets shit for taking sarai as a wife they know she's barren i don't know how they know she's barren because um you're not supposed to have sex before you get married but they know he he knows when he marries her that she's barren
0: Okay, well, as far as their children goes, uh, I think that it's talking more or less the community at large that they've cultivated. Okay. Uh, so the the the, the children that other people have in their community, you know, the slaves they often fucking have kids, as well as uh, you know, those that they convert. Um, you yep. know,
1: those that they convert.
0: Yeah, they they converted people, kind of like a virus. <laughs> with cells. I mean, they the you know, the virus invades a cell and then turns it to its side.
1: So like they proselytized to people and took those people into their community? Is that mm. what you're saying? They like taught them Judaism and and brought them in? Yeah. Who are these people? Wanderers. I mean, I guess they were they were wanderers, so they'd meet people along the way and whatever and people they convert from whatever other fucking religion there was.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, at this time, it would be other pagan religions, I would assume. Uh, you know, religions with multiple gods and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. But, you know, it often, uh, you know, say, describing it as we have, it, it makes it kind of seem like a cult, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, a cult is a group of people and a system set up with religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular, like, person or figure or object. So, and I mean, essentially I've, I've kind of always felt this way, even when I was, um, I was raised Catholic. And even when I was Catholic, I mean, I felt like all religions are cults, frankly.
0: I would agree. Um, the, the, the only difference between a religion and cult is basically popularity. Uh, yeah. the, the, as far as their religious notions and everything, it, it, there's no, there's no big difference between a cult and a religion, so uh, I would say that yeah, mo. It's kind of like one of those things where you know all uh, squares are rectangles, but rectangles aren't squares. Like a cult, cult can't be called a religion. It's a cult, but I would say that most religions can be called a cult. Uh, Does that make sense?
1: Well, why? Well, I mean, I guess I. Why can't a cult be called a religion?
0: Well, um, well. Once, once a cult has attained enough popularity...
1: Then it can be called a religion. Yeah. Okay.
0: D- just take Scientology, for example. I mean, it, by most standards, you would be able to call them a cult today, but they're recognized as a religion.
1: Well, true, and they haven't always been. True. So, um, another definition of cult says um, that they have misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing, which I think also... Um, well, I don't know if misplaced. I don't really know what is properly placed excessive admiration. But but I think excessive admiration for a particular person or thing would also um, be definitive of of all religion.
0: Well, I would say a good example of misplaced, like excessive devotion would be like Jim Jones. Jim Jones kind of created his own, quote unquote, religion but it was really a, a cult that he was cultivating there.
1: But how do you know it's misplaced? Like what makes Jim Jones different from Jesus?
0: Well, no, well you see, I, well there's no there's there, there's nothing that that makes him different from Jesus because they Jim Jones said that he was god just like jesus said he was god but um basically it's it's where it begins at i think that that determines whether or not it's misplaced because it always like cults always start out with you know people exalting like one particular individual in a maybe a larger religion or a different cult or something like that so they're basically misplaced like for instance you know how protestants or other christians today don't but some of them say that catholicism isn't isn't christianity
1: yeah they they do say that which is interesting because catholicism is where christianity started like yeah. catholicism is the original christianity there there wasn't a necessity for different names because until the great reformation the fucking protestants didn't exist right. they everyone was catholic
0: well, right, uh, but that—that's a—they—they um, they say that their admiration or worship or whatnot is misplaced because they're not just worshiping Jesus; they also worship like the different saints and uh, Mary. Mary, mm-hmm. uh, the the most cited one is Mary, though. Uh, you know, saying that they worship Mary just like they worship Jesus, and that they shouldn't do that. So that's kind of like why they you know they're not saying that catholicism's a cult or anything like that they're just saying that it's different because of this idea of misplaced
1: they veneration. do say mormonism is a cult a lot of Christians, a lot of Protestants especially, say Mormonism is a cult and that Mormons aren't Christian. But Mormons, we are getting way off topic, but Mormons, they not they still use the King James Bible, Old and New Testament, but they also have the Book of Mormon.
0: Well, right. But if you think about how Mormonism started, it was with one person who claimed that he was oh so special on the side of God. And that was, he started a cult. And the cult grew until it was popular enough to be considered a religion.
1: Well, true. I mean, if you consider Christianity, it started with a guy who said that he was special, and yeah. he got thirteen people around him to worship him, and thirteen and go people around. and a whore because and whores a whore, are. Let's not forget, whores. About a whore. Whores,
0: yes, whores are not people. Oh, okay. just to say, I mean, uh, I'm just talking from <laughs> biblical perspective here. <laughs>
1: But I mean, it's exa- It's exactly the same thing. It's just so many more people follow it and follow, it, It's there's no difference. There's no difference. Um,
0: Cult of we, we personality. Cult of
1: personality. What? I,
0: don't know, I just got that song stuck in my head for a second. What's next?
1: <laughs> so next, we're gonna move on to um, God's promise to Abraham. Or sorry, shit, Abram. We're still not to Abraham yet.
0: Oh man, promises <laughs> gonna fuck them really hard. Promises.
1: I don't know. I'll if, stop singing. I know you've been singing a lot today. Well,
0: I'm just I'm I'm happy. So oh, well, yay,
1: that's good. Okay, so um, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah and Shechem. Mm. <laughs>
0: Shakem, Mara know. and Shakem. Where, where are you going? Shakem.
1: I could I could have totally fucked that up. It's it's S H E C H E M. I could have fucked it up. I don't know, but Shakem is about as good as I can get. You know, because I had to get the whole Jewy accent in there.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we we're not we're not fluent Jewy tongue. <laughs> Anyways, enough racism. Go ahead.
1: At the time the Canaanites were in the land, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, "To your offspring, I will give this land." So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him.
0: Wait, so the lord was like i'll give I'll give this land to your offspring yes you don't you don't get the land your okay. uh, your fucking offspring will you get the fuck out
1: which is interesting because he tells Abram, "'I will give the land to your offspring, and Abram is married to a woman that's barren." but
0: he does Wait, so maybe maybe Abram's sitting there like do you know something I don't know is she bullshitting me God could you let me in on this shit so I can call her out on it
1: but he does it anyway he does it anyway so I mean like it, there is never a question from Abram to God saying my offspring the fuck you talking about my bitch can't have babies like <laughs> Like to me, that would be the first. That would be the first question. I'd be like, I- "I'm sorry, uh, um, I'm sorry, sir. Um, but but my wife can't have kids, so I'm not gonna have offspring. So this is bullshit, and I'm not going anywhere. Like you know what I mean? Never yep. a question. Just believes in God, builds an altar, and sets his ass out on his journey. If you remember last week, we talked about how the Canaanites dispersed and settled, settled in the areas of Egypt, Arabia, and Israel. So now in Genesis chapter 12, verses 6 and 7, God promises their lands, which Israel and Gaza, to Abram and his descendants. And, and it's interesting because to me it seems like this sets up a fight over this this particular kind of land, and so i I guess I'm gonna ask, is this why people in the Middle East still fight over Israel and gaza um this is the dispute over God's promised land is this where it comes from
0: i i i, I i'm no I'm no Jewish expert but <laughs> I would expect that this is a, a very prime reason for it. I mean, if you think about it, over in that area, you pretty much—I mean, you do have some Christian entities over there, but I mean, r- really, I mean, come on, Christians are just Jews that think they're special. <laughs> um, and <laughs> but 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 you have a, a lot of Jews over there as well that that still see this land as as something promised to them you know because they're the they're the special tribe. Right.
1: Know. I mean that's that's what this that's what Genesis says. Genesis says that this land is promised to Abram's people and Abram's people are the Jews.
0: Well, and and don't forget that this is also why the US is so vehemently supporting like one side or the other. It's supporting Israel, Israel and everything like that. Yeah. So I mean, this this is the reason why uh, I would say
1: that seems slightly unconstitutional the fact that we would support Israel like we do um, based off of a biblical teaching.
0: It does seem fuckered, and it is fuckered. But you know what? That that's just how it's how it's been, I guess.
1: Okay, okay. Well, so after Abram builds the altar, um, he he worships near Bethel. Now Bethel is going to come in to play later. So that's why I want to mention it now. There's really not a whole lot to say about it right now. He builds an altar in Bethel, uh, calls on the name of the Lord, and then sets out and continues his journey. And they, they go to, they're going to Egypt.
0: Oh, awesome. Egypt. Only good things happen to Jews and Christians in Egypt.
1: Yes. So, on Abram's journey, he travels through Egypt. Well, he's traveling to Egypt. Um, and it, this this next section is pretty interesting. This is uh, still Genesis chapter 12. We're starting at, at verse 10. There was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. So they're in Egypt because of famine. I, I would
0: like to take a little bit of time to point out that you really need to uh, understand this part. The importance of Egypt in the Bible in general, because there's a lot of literary devices that happen later on uh, that explain why certain things happen. Like, for instance, like why Moses, uh, you know, has to, uh, you know, save the Jews from Egypt. And uh, also why, for example, Jesus uh, is chased out of his native land and into Egypt. And then he comes back out of Egypt it's those are all literary devices that uh, that trace back to Abram here, so anyways, go ahead
1: okay, so this whole next section, it's going to talk about how Abram dishonors himself in
0: <laughs> wait a second, he dishonors himself in egypt <laughs> i mean does he like does he like jerk off for coins in the street or something? What's <laughs> going on here? No. I'm gonna dishonor myself, guys. How much are you gonna pay for it? Five <laughs> I- shillings. Let's go. <laughs> I
1: don't mean societally <laughs> dishonor. Don't worry. Himself.
0: Don't worry. I'm not gonna Jew you out of a good time, okay?
1: <laughs> no, I don't mean like dishonors himself in front of people. I just mean like Abram, as we've kind of talked about, is a really really faithful God fearing person, okay, and God loving person. Um and this is this this whole next Story is kind of how he has a personal struggle with his faith so so we're gonna go through it um he plans a deception
0: uh, i yeah I, I do have a question really really quick okay. um so god God calls him an exemplary like person of god right yes and god God is omniscient, yes, did he not see this coming? I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, it's almost like God has actually missed Cleo and he's just given shitty information he doesn't actually know the future.
1: Well, I'm sure he, I'm sure that he saw it coming if given the whole omniscient thing. I'm sure that he saw it coming, but... He free will and things. I I don't know. (laughs) I know you're laughing about the coming and dishonoring himself in public and all these kinds of things. Can we please move forward? (laughs) Because you look like you're about to explode with (laughs) with a jack off joke. (laughs) just let it go (laughs) holding
0: back on these sexual references
1: I'm doing this shit to him on purpose (laughs) see I'm doing like God I'm saying hey don't do that anymore but I'm going to set you up for it and see if you'll knock it down
0: (laughs) holding back and still the struggle is real people (laughs)
1: Okay, so they travel to Egypt. Okay, and on the way, Abram decides he's going to plan a deception regarding his wife Sarai. Sarai is quite beautiful, apparently, and
0: well, uh, I wonder how old she is at this point. I mean, uh, Abraham's seventy five.
1: Yes, but she's much younger than he is. I don't.
0: I don't. I don't, I don't think old. the dust particles that is his um uh jizz. <laughs> <laughs> could could really be counted on to impregnate anybody no matter how young they are
1: <laughs> she's barren also he's essentially in his 40 equivalent he's equivalent to like 40 something
0: okay men uh, that are 75
1: yeah. now can impregnate people and he's less than halfway through his life
0: just look at Mick Jagger yeah. all right let's go
1: oh for fuck's sake can i please get through this one like can i please get through this one thing
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I'll shut up.
1: <laughs> okay, so apparently Sarai is quite beautiful, and Abram asks her to um deceive the Egyptians by telling them that she is his sister. Interesting side note, Sarai is Abram's sister. Um she's she's his half sister. They have the same father. At what
0: point do we not just call this like a reality show in South <laughs> Alabama? <laughs> It's like, oh, well, yeah, I got my half-sister over here. I fuck her on the regular. She barren, though, so it's okay. We're not going to have none of those cross-eyed fucks for kids.
1: Maybe she's barren because of too much interbreeding.
0: We talked uh-huh. about that way
1: in the beginning, like like day one or two. Well, day two.
0: Well, yeah, but, I mean, if they've been interbreeding for a while, I mean, wouldn't she have, like, a missing eye or maybe the eyes on her forehead or something? I mean, she she's incredibly beautiful, but we have no standard for how beautiful incestuous breeding is. <laughs>
1: I I don't know, but
0: she doesn't stand over there and lick the wall. So she's pretty good.
1: (laughs) But so I guess what I'm wondering is what exactly does this lie achieve? Like if an Egyptian man wanted Sarai, wouldn't the fact that she had a husband deter him more than the fact that she has a brother? Because if a guy's like, oh, hi. Or if, if a guy's like, hey, lady. I want your shit. And the other guy's like, this is my wife. I mean, wouldn't that lay a claim?
0: Well, I, I mean, this is, uh, on, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, this is, this is kind of confusing. But, uh, you know, in Genesis 12, 11 through 16, Abram uh, actually explains that the Egyptians would kill him and take his wife if they wanted her. But, if they're siblings, Abram would just be spared and, you know, treated uh, well for her sake. You know, because you don't want to piss off the pussy. <laughs> You know, I mean you don't wanna you don't. <laughs> I mean <laughs> oh I mean that's but, good but, practice. I've just never quite heard it said that way. <laughs> but I mean if you think about it here, uh, I I mean at this time brothers and sisters were fucking all the time. They, right. they were they were I mean they were fucking each other and having kids and everything like that. So just they because, were brother
1: and sister. So this well, wasn't right. totally untrue.
0: Well, right, right. I mean, they were what half siblings, half right? Half siblings.
1: Yeah, they had the same father but different mothers.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's not a complete lie, but but, but I mean, it still, just because they're brother and sister at this point in the Bible doesn't mean that they're not married. So, I, I don't, I don't exactly know why it's written like this, but uh, maybe they just think people aren't going to ask questions. But ha, <laughs> ha, here comes Godless Engineer. <laughs> All right. So, um. But to continue on, uh, when they got to Egypt, Pharaoh heard of Sarai's beauty. Apparently the third eye up there didn't really detract <laughs> from her beauty. Uh, but it, he, he uh, took her to be his wife and rewarded Abram with livestock servants and camels and shit. Um. So yeah, Pharaoh's Fa- 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 fucking the third eye gir- girl.
1: Okay, so I guess my next question is, God is upset by this deception, right? God's upset by this because it te- it it tests Abram's faith. Or, or well, he's he doesn't have faith. But but why is that why is that why God's mad is because Abram didn't have faith that God would protect them in Egypt? Well, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, God is always wanting you to just, you know, fucking believe and and trust in him. For no good goddamn reason.
1: So they weren't supposed to do anything to protect themselves. They were just supposed to trust in God to do it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a fuck walking across the street in busy traffic. Right. You're just supposed to let Jesus take the wheel, bro. Uh,
1: Okay. Not to get on the topic of gun control, but let's get on the topic of gun control.
0: (laughs) Out of left field is KC.
1: (laughs) A lot of very religious people... They're the same kind of people who tend to be of the conservative persuasion. Tea billies. Who (laughs) who tend to be. um, Retarded. (laughs) Really, really, really into their guns. Why would one need a gun for protection if God will protect them?
0: Well, they would say that God gives you the the necessary um, abilities or resources in order to protect yourself, and so it's kind of like that whole thing, you know. That there's that anecdote of a guy that was uh, on top of his roof and he was praying to God for help, and uh, you know, God sends him a boat, sends him a boat, sends him people, sends him a helicopter. And then like, you know, at the, when it, when the guy dies from the flood, he gets up to heaven and God's like, well, look, fucker, I sent you all this other shit. Why didn't you take it? God damn it. You fucking. So bitch. flip flip flips the thing to hell is what he does. <laughs> He's like, you're dumb as shit. We don't need that kind of stupid up here.
1: So to the same note, why are there supremely religious people who will not take their children to doctors and they would prefer them to die?
0: Well, uh this would this would be kind of a contradiction in the in the quote unquote logic of what? the Bible.
1: There is contradiction in Christian logic? Yes. What the fuck? That's blasphemy.
0: Well, it's all in how you interpret it to be quite honest. Uh because different religious people, different sects quote it or or you know, interpret it different ways. So, I mean...
1: I'm sorry, there is there is no way to interpret a person who doesn't take their child to a doctor when they're sick and just simply lets them die whilst praying over them. The only interpretation of that particular action is extreme, extreme, and I'm going to do something I don't normally do, mental retardation. <laughs> There's no other explanation. There is no other explanation other than some sort of fucking mental breakdown that that is completely inexplicable.
0: I agree. I think that I think that you have to be um um fucked in the head. Yeah. to not take your child. Like I would do anything. Like I remember when I had, you know, Xander with me uh one time he had a pretty high fever and I I was like, "Well, let's take him to the hospital right now." You know, <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, let's get some doctors in there to, you know, science this shit up. Let's go." Yeah. You know, I mean,
1: all right. So sorry, sorry about the like little detour through shit that, you know, doesn't really matter in this particular Bible study. Okay, so how does Abram get Sarai back? How if if the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh takes Sarai Sarai as his wife, how how does Abram get her back?
0: All right. This is going to sound completely familiar okay but i'm gonna i'm gonna describe how how he gets how he gets her back okay okay so this is in Genesis twelve seventeen through twenty all right basically God inflicts serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household, so Pharaoh summons abram and he asks him why he lied about sarai's husband about being sarah's husband and then uh told him to take Sarai and get the fuck out <laughs> okay does this sound familiar in the least bit?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah. This sounds like like if you if you take this as a model for the Moses story that we're going to get into later on mm-hmm. in the year. I mean, basically uh Pharaoh has taken the Jews, Moses comes to get the Jews back even though they're barren as fuck, he still wants them. <laughs> and and then <laughs> And then, you know, he inflicts, God inflicts serious diseases and pestilences and everything on them. Right. And then finally the Pharaoh's like, look, I'm fucking tired of this shit. Get the fuck out of here and take your <laughs> bitches with you. <laughs> All right? It, so this is the exact model for Moses later. Okay. But anyways, so one thing that I want to know, though, is how exactly did Pharaoh know that Abram was actually Sarai's husband? Like, it seems like he's more clairvoyant than fucking God at this point. (laughs)
1: Well, he's not clairvoyant. The story in the Bible is actually pretty thin and doesn't really explain it at all. But Jewish text commonly interprets, um, is commonly interpreted to explain that the diseases that God inflicted Pharaoh with, um, made sex very painful for him.
0: Ah, God gave him an STD. <laughs> he got the clap. Or maybe the gonorrhea. The gon- the gonorrhea the gonorrhea will get you. I gotta tell you.
1: herpes, herpalades.
0: Yes, herpes, herpalades. <laughs>
1: so, so now Pharaoh has herpes, herpalades and he asks Sarai, the fuck, bitch, what did you give me? And... <laughs> I'm paraphr- I could just,
0: I could just see Pharaoh looking down at his dick and being like, "The fuck is this, Sarah? That shit doesn't do that normally." The fuck you have in you?
1: Yeah, I'm, pa- I'm paraphrasing with that, um, paraphrasing Jewish, Jewish holy text, um, and so anyway, he asks Sarah, "What's going on?" And she basically tells him the truth, tells him that she's Abram's wife, and so the whole purpose of this story. Um, uh, well, so yeah, so she tells Pharaoh the truth and tells him that she's Abram's wife. So then, like you said, Pharaoh calls on Abram, says, Why'd you lie to me? Take your bitch and go. Um, and and the and the whole purpose of the story is just to show that even Abram struggles with faith, and but God still took care of him, like, even though.
0: I guess this is why he's not a perfect follower of God and just exemplary.
1: Right. Because nobody can be a perfect follower. Right?
0: Except for Jesus.
1: Jesus wasn't perfect either.
0: He fucked a whore. He didn't fuck a whore? When did Jesus fuck a whore?
1: Mary Magdalene.
0: He didn't fuck her.
1: Yes, he did. He married her and they had children. That's not, I mean, that's not in the King James Bible, but it's another.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a goddamn uh, movie.
1: No, there is other religious, there, there are other scriptures that aren't included in the canon. There's a whole book. Mary Magdalene wrote a book of the Bible. She wrote a gospel.
0: Mm -hmm. But uh, what I'm saying is, is that there's a movie called The Last Temptation of Christ in which uh christ is tempted at the very last moments on the cross and he is he 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 takes the temptation and he has children with mary magdalene so i mean that's probably based out of out of those texts but mm-hmm. i'm just saying it's also a movie that you can look up go 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 do that guys
1: i have never seen that so maybe we should look it up and, mm. and watch it um but yes, Mary Magdalene has her own gospel, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, according to a story that's not included in the King James Bible because that wouldn't go along with the, the narrative. Um, they get married, and they have a family.
0: Awesome. Yeah, family, family Jesus. I'd love to see Jesus as a dad I have like <laughs> dad jokes and whatnot. <laughs> hey kids, you remember that time that one time I almost got nailed up on the cross? About his heart. Well, no, never mind. Go ahead. I can't think of any good Jesus dad jokes.
1: I don't know something about getting his nails done.
0: I can't. uh, (laughs) I can't. I'm not good at dad jokes. All of my dad jokes include cock and.
1: Yeah, he just has dick jokes. (laughs) Replace dad jokes with dick jokes, and you've got John. All right, so let's move on to the separation of Abram and Lot. You ready to talk about Abram and Lot?
0: Let's do it. I know Lot is the fuck that wanted to give up his two two girls to be sexually raped or sexually raped <laughs> <laughs> uh raped by a huge mob of people. So I'm kind of curious as to as to what happens uh prior to that.
1: Well, so that's going to be a whole different story. Um this is just this is just the relationship between Abram and Lot and how they become separated because Lot is Abram's nephew and they traveled together. Okay? Um when when Abram went on his journey when God told him to go, um he took Lot with him. Okay. Um So the next section is Genesis chapter 13, um, and it it basically talks about the relationship between Abram and Lot following the departure from Egypt after, you know, take this bitch and go, and they left. Um, The whole point of this story is to show Abram's renewed faith in God, okay? So when, so basically they all leave Egypt And they travel and settle in Bethel. Remember in the beginning when I told you... I mentioned Bethel because I said Bethel was going to be important? Motherfuckers ended up right back in Bethel.
0: (laughs) You know, that's kind of like going around and like, oh, where do you want to eat? I want to eat at Burger King. You go all the way down to fucking Burger King, and then it's like, no, I feel like Zaxby's.
1: Well, (laughs) I mean, if they started at Zaxby's. Right. If they they had to start it so... It's, well, it's not where they totally started from, but it's close to where they, well, they started in, Ur- anyway, it's, they were there, God told him to go, and that's where he built a temple, and worshipped God, or an altar, not a temple, fuck, built an altar, and worshipped God, and then left. So they they came from Bethel. So they, after the whole Egypt fiasco, they go back to Bethel.
0: You know, I would not want to be on that, on that particular ride back to Bethel. Why? Because you just know Sarai was giving Abram shit the entire time.
1: I don't know. Maybe she enjoyed her time with Pharaoh. Maybe Pharaoh was a good lay.
0: (laughs) I told you not to give me over that
1: Pharaoh. He made me do
0: anal. (laughs) Fuck you, Abram. You're going to be sleeping on the ground when we get home. I'm sitting up on this camel because I can't walk straight.
1: (laughs) Seems like the hump would hurt her ass a little more. Never mind. Um,
0: So um, Christians usually use Bethel as an example of... (laughs) people who have lost faith coming back to God because, you know, uh, apparently the entire purpose of this fucking trip was so that Abram could go dishonor himself. And and instead of falling on his knife, (laughs) like like a good Asian boy, he gathers his shit and then goes back home. And if you can't see the literary devices that are used in this, you're blind as as fucking um, who's that blind piano guy? Ray Charles. You're blind as, as Ray Charles.
1: <laughs> you or that other. Also gone with Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah.
0: Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. Good right. blind guy joke references. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying that they're literary devices, and if you can't see them. Get your eyes checked.
1: So so when he comes back to Bethel, then he recommits himself basically to his faith in God and and he's he's renewed in faith, right? So Abram and Lot, they all have their own shit. They've got their own tents, their own flocks of sheep and cattle and shit. They've got their own herds and the land where they are is not big enough. It's it, it doesn't have enough resources and it can't support all of them. So Abram and lot decide to separate. Okay.
0: Uh they got a divorce.
1: Well, no, they, it's his nephew, but they, they decided the best thing was for them to basically settle two different areas.
0: You know, a gay divorce is a lot like seeing a <laughs> unicorn commit suicide. <laughs>
1: so anyway abram is the family patriarch right and so he has the first choice of land but he has faith in god right and and to demonstrate this faith in god he allows lot to choose which lands he wants well so lot decides to take all of the lush and fertile plain near the jordan river where um they're also near cities like sodom um and and so he takes he takes all the lush area.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Well, um so Sodom like like you mean Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, yes, where,
1: before before they were destroyed.
0: Where all the sinners were in and, and God destroys that place with like holy Taco Bell shipfire <laughs> raining from the sky.
1: Yes. I don't think Taco Bell had anything to do with it. Ben. Oh, no,
0: it definitely had something to do with it. I don't know if you've ever had that fire sauce, but it definitely looks like whatever <laughs> was raining out <down> the sky, <laughs> destroying Sodom. Mm-mm, he no, go- no. he goat sayed that, that fucking la, shit.
1: La, 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 la. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, that's Sodom. Um, and this leaves Abram with the less hospitable hills um, it, that it's kind of south of Jerusalem. And, and it leaves him with these inhospitable hills. They're not, there aren't very good fertile lands. There's not a lot of water. And so Abram kind of gets down and he, he, he worries that this will affect his family's inheritance, which is, you know, God's promised land. Um,
0: well, yeah, again, the the Sarai bitching has just got to be turned up to 11 at this point. <laughs> Why the fuck you let Lot pick that area? What the fuck are you doing, you dumb son of a bitch? I swear to God, you're sleeping on the rocks tonight.
1: Well, so Sarai was a godly woman. She she Godly
0: women bitch all the time. I don't know if you've seen some of these people <laughs> on the reality shows. They can be as Christian-y <laughs> as they want to be. They will still be bitching up a fucking storm.
1: But she's a godly Jew, not a godly Christian. Oh my God, a Jewish bitchy woman? Yeah. Jesus Christ. But you can't call her a Jewish mom, because you know how the Jewish moms with the guilt trips, Jewish moms and Italian mothers, holy fuck with the guilt trips. But but <laughs> but she's not a Jewish mom because she's barren, so there's that. Um. So anyway... God tells Abram, Have faith, have faith in me, and renews his promise for the land for his offspring, which we still don't know how he's supposed to have offspring, right? And he doesn't bother to ask. He just has faith. So cool. So Abram goes into the hills, settles, builds another altar to the Lord because that's what sane people do. Also, I'm not really sure how God communicates with Abram. Does Abram hear voices or have visions or does God come to him in dreams? Because those are typically the ways that that happens. Do we know how that happened?
0: Well, um, I think that we'll see here in just a little bit. Either I don't know if it's in this particular section or or maybe the next section, but actually God comes to him through these like little uh, surrogate peoples. It's like a group of three guys. They come to him. It's like, hey, hey, we th- this is later on. You're you're gonna have kids, and and Abram's like, the fuck are you saying? <laughs> 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 you have kids with who? Sarai, dipshit. And, and and then he's like, fuck off, she's barren as shit.
1: But I don't think he has kids with Sarai. Yeah, he does. Does he?
0: God fixes that shit quick.
1: I don't think God fixes that shit.
0: It, well, he does in the story.
1: Oh, what story? The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> okay but
0: um in this instance um the from what I can tell, there's psychic communications, there's also face-to-face communications with surrogate people. there's uh probably dreams i've seen it I've seen it explained as you know he has dreams and shit um, but uh my guess is just in general, visions and uh surrogate people that come down and you know like angels and shit.
1: Um, so those are pretty common ways, but the story really doesn't tell this particular story doesn't tell exactly how every time God talks to him he does it. So I don't know, it's kind of a up for your opinion. Anyway, the next section we talk about the defeat of the kings. Now there are kings all over this fucking place. All right. I don't know how people got to be kings. Um Ham's people actually we talked about last time, remember? Ham's descendants became kings, um, Nimrod and shit. Right? <clears throat> <laughs> Nimrod became a
0: king. <laughs> I just imagine him like licking the staff and being like not not like the people of the staff. I'm talking about like a staff or scepter that he's got. He's just like, uh, "Bring me peanut butter." Uh, <laughs> I
1: don't I don't think they had peanut butter. And the, there's no such thing as peanut butter until the Holocaust. <laughs> Maybe we should cut that. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke
0: hey you know what we have mentioned Jews way more than the president has so I think that that is a that's an accomplishment way to go people
1: yeah (laughs) okay so this section is Genesis chapter 14 and we learn about Abram settling in Hebron which is just south of, of Jerusalem we know he went back to Bethel Hebron is they're they're kind of in the same area if you check out a map of the ancient times there um but this story talks about how Abram transitions from being a nomadic person, as he was prior to the voyage to Egypt and since, into a settled man and a great warrior fighting for his land and people.
0: That was That was him fighting for his land.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It, it was more than likely because of Sarai's bitching.
1: Oh, okay. So so there are kings surrounding the areas where Abram and Lot settled who regularly battle over the lands, including Sodom and Gomorrah. Um,
0: <laughs> l- this, is, <laughs> this is my sex city. You get the fuck out. <laughs> no, you get the fuck out of my sex city. What are you talking about?
1: Well, it's not just about sex cities. Well, yeah, okay. So these the people he who, who are here are who were in Sodom and Gomorrah are considered to be wicked people, right? They they don't follow um god they don't follow his laws they don't follow his rules they don't have faith in him they simply just live by their own for the pleasure of themselves and they gather resources and possessions and things like that and all the all those things are the important things to them um so long story short uh the four dead sea kings marched up against the five kings from the east and apparently they got stuck in tar pits um and the the ones who didn't get stuck in tar pits, the kings and the people that the people that were with them the soldiers, the ones who didn't get stuck in tar pits, they fled anyway. The kings from the east sacked Sodom and Gomorrah, which no longer had kings right um and Abram's nephew Lot and his people got captured well, so someone that was in Sodom uh escaped and traveled to Abram uh to tell him what happened.
0: oh, okay, so basically. Basically, uh, the, the, the Jew boy got got his pe- big pants on and he was like, fuck you and your shit. I'm taking my laundry and I'm going to go do it. Fuck else over here. Then he gets captured by people. And now he's like,
1: daddy, I need your help. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Um, So Abram, of course, you know, it's his nephew, not his son. But Abram called on the, now this is important, 318 men in his household. So I guess the people in his settlement. There are 318 uh, men.
0: Illuminati confirmed. Why? There doesn't have to be a reason. Just Illuminati confirmed.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Um, he divided the men and and went on to attack the kings from the east. Well, so his 318 men defeated the, the kings from the east, uh, recovered Lot, all their shit, and all the people um, that settled with Lot and that Lot had, you know, ab- t- acquired <laughs> um, over the years they had been separated. There, I think it was like 12, 15, 12 to 15 years or something that they had been separated in their own lands. Um, so the king of Sodom one of the Dead Sea Kings, you know, that was defeated, um, told Abram, they didn't die, they just got stuck in those tar pits, right? So when Abram comes back, the king of Sodom told him, you can keep all the shit that you got, all the possessions, keep all that shit, but give me back the people. Um, and Abram said, no, I'm not taking any shit from you. I'm blessed by God, yada, yada, yada. I've taken an oath, whatever that means. Um, Well,
0: I guess he's taking an oath from God, you know, or taking an oath to God or something. Maybe he's like, ah, uh -uh. the last time I questioned God and his will, my wife got fucked by a pharaoh. I'm not (laughs) falling for it this time.
1: Well, yeah, so, so maybe that's it, that God will protect him. He doesn't need the worldly things, right? Mm-hmm. He just needs faith in God and God will take care of him. So anyway, he tells the king, fuck off. Um, I'm not taking any your shit, but I'm also not giving you these people. So I, I guess I don't know. Let the people decide, <laughs> you know, like in the um, Colosseum, in the oh, Colosseum.
0: Yeah. Thumbs down. Yeah. Dies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so at the end of Genesis chapter 14, the king of Salem, who's another Dead Sea king, um, according to verse 18 he's also a priest of god most high i don't know how the fuck you get to be a priest of god most high um also he was a he was a king of one of the sinful areas so i'm not really sure how That worked out. But anyway, he blessed Abram and Abram gave him a tenth of everything.
0: Well, I don't. Well, I mean, the Sodom place, I mean, it was. It probably. What it it ended up doing was devolving into just sin. So it probably started out all hunky dory, but then, you know, somebody fucked the wrong peasant boy and then it devolved into sin. Because that's how all the shit happens.
1: Well, yeah, but this guy wasn't the king of Sodom. He was the king of Salem.
0: Oh, okay,
1: yeah, I don't know what Salem was like. We don't really know what Salem was like. There isn't a biblical story about Salem that I know of
0: what well i well, I guess we can we can cut out that whole bit because it has no bearing on anything so um okay
1: so anyway that's that's the story of the defeat of the kings um, well didn't d did,
0: what uh abram Abram gave him a tenth of everything.
1: Yes. Abram gave him a 10th of everything. Now he just told the king of Sodom, you can keep your shit. I don't want anything from you. In fact, he said, if I can, let me, let me go and get the, let me go and get the, the actual quote. I have raised my hand to the Lord God, most high creator of heaven and earth and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the thong of a sandal so that you will never be able to say I made Abram rich I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me. And then he uh to, and then he names some places that I I can't pronounce. Uh let them have their share. So he says he won't take shit. So I don't know where this 10th of everything comes from or what everything was, but
0: well, it sounds to me like precedent for, you know, giving 10% of your income to the maybe, church
1: maybe it is i well and it it makes a really big deal about the fact that this king of salem and his name is uh melchizedek melchizedek
0: i was, I was going with like hezbollah or something
1: m-e-l-c-h-i-z-e-d-e-k <laughs> and anyway it says it says that he is a priest of god most high and they make a really big deal out of that
0: so, well, you know, you know, Abram is an exemplary, you know, uh, example of of a follower of God. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, you know, he he defiled himself in in the friggin <laughs> Egypt and let his wife get fucked by a pharaoh. He
1: defile himself. He dishonored
0: himself. himself. There you go. Because he was a coward and couldn't face up to the death that he deserved.
1: <laughs> Why did he deserve death? Well, you can't, uh,
0: because, like, if we were if we were going to go and walk through, like, I don't know, a- an area that's known for, like, blood and crypts, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I-, I mean, don't you think, like, that's the exact same thing, walking into Egypt. It's like, all right, we're going to walk into Egypt, but I'm too big of a pussy to actually claim you as my wife, so you're my sister.
1: But they had to go to Egypt because of famine.
0: No, they had to go to Egypt because of literary devices in order to teach people shit.
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> and and the and the reasoning that the literary, that the story gave is because they had to go to oh, the famine.
0: You know why they had to go to Egypt because why? of famine? Why? Because of all the
1: grain silos in those, in those friggin pyramids. Truth. You know, Ben Carson, I knew he had something going on. There was well, some truth there. Well, he is the
0: head of HUD. He would know what buildings were used as what back in Egypt.
1: Well, that's true. They teach that in brain surgery school. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, considering a brain surgery school, he got most of his knowledge from God.
1: I mean, <laughs> <For> fuck's sake! <laughs> this, All right, I, I apologize um, for this, <laughs> but anyway, that's what we have for the, today.
0: Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I yeah. know, I know, I did. I, I was there. Was there less um, sexual
1: jokes for me? I, I don't know. There, it seems like there was about the same amount. It was fine. Don't worry about it. You want to figure out what we're gonna do next time? God damn,
0: I'm trying <laughs> really hard, guys. But I mean, come on, this thing had f-
1: fucking STD Pharaoh in it. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was it was a tough one.
0: It was it struggle bus was was real. I got off a few times. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I got off the struggle bus, is what I meant.
1: <laughs> God damn. <laughs> i was like you know i didn't even notice over there you masturbating furiously like, (laughs) (laughs) oh for fuck's sake okay can we talk about what's gonna happen next time next next time time. next time we're going to talk about god's covenant with abram and abram's concerns over sarai being barren and that he might never have children okay then we're going to talk about the birth of ishmael through hagar um ishmael is abram's son and Hagar is Abram's second wife. And in he was still married to Sarai when he married Hagar. And Sarai is actually the one who suggested that he marry Hagar. Um, and the last thing we're gonna talk about next time is how God comes to Abram and tells he and Sarai to change their names. So we're gonna get Abraham and Sarah from that point forward um and how circumcision will be a covenant with god and his people to be a sign that they are his chosen ones
0: you, you know what's funny about the whole abram sarah hagar thing is yeah sarah tells abram hey go 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 and take on her as a second wife and have a kid and uh, then she gets pissed off because abram does what she tells him to fucking do
1: well that's like, just that's just marriage <laughs> Even worse, I mean, it's Jew marriage. It's, <laughs> I don't think it matters. It's marriage. Anybody out there who's married knows it's it's just marriage.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I hope that you guys
1: liked it. If you did like this, don't forget to uh, give this a like. Uh, leave us a comment down below. I just assume that people are going to come into the comments and they're going to be like, you rock, you're awesome, I love you guys. Or, you suck, I hate you, and your shit is fucking annoying.
0: Okay. <laughs> what what if you made it? If you made it this far in, I want you to comment down below with what possibly Sarah was giving Abram shit for on the way back from Egypt. Like I have my own thoughts, but I want to know what you think. Like was she giving him shit, and if she was, what was she saying to him? I want you to leave me a comment down below. We, we may read those on our comments uh, uh, episode that we do. Yeah, so, and
1: we're getting pretty close. We've got we've got what two more weeks, and then we'll do a comment video. Yeah. yeah, so we've got four more episodes and well, this one plus three and we'll do a comment episode.
0: Yeah. So I hope you guys uh, will join us for that. You'll join us on Thursday this week mm-hmm. uh, for our next one. That'll be January 6th where we talk about the, the menage a trois that they have and, and uh, circumcision. We're going to talk about how that is a
1: covenant with God. Ramen, please um, d- deposit your foreskin. Yeah. Um, to the altar. Thank you. <laughs> and don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, y'all. That's my line. Oh, see you guys later. Bye, y'all.